0: Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week, we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day.
1: Hello, moms. This is Casey Ladd here with another Casey's Little Devos. And I'm having such a fun time. Meeting with you moms on a Friday and just sharing what God's doing on my heart and hoping that we can grow in His Word and in Scripture together um, because we know that we need each other. So I want to start today by just praying for you and then share something that God has really been putting on my heart. God, we love you so much. And I thank you for just this short little moment together to come around your truth and your encouragement and your Word. When we are in your presence, Jesus, um, you always do something. So I pray for the mom who's listening now that um, no matter what she's doing while she's listening, um, that you would bless her and give her a word that is unique and tailor-made for her. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so moms, um, I have been, I think probably all of us are really aware of lots of big Changes that are happening in the world around us—lots of society changes, lots of political changes, lots of economy Um, changes—and my husband and I are missionaries in Cape Town, South Africa. And we have—I've lived in South Africa for 14 years, over 14 um, years—and—and we have seen a lot of change in the economy and in lifestyle and in different things as we have been on the mission field and gone from being just a single. Woman coming out the mission field to now being a wife with three children, we've gone through a lot of changes, and this is actually the first time in our lives where we have been so impacted by the changing in the economy that it's really impacting our lives. Um, and and there's so many so many of us in this same situation, and there's so many of us that are being impacted by changes in school systems, and um, and and I feel like there's kind of um, some levels of stress rising up around us. And so I have been um, kind of in this internal battle in myself and just, well, what about this, God, what do I do here? And feel like, I don't know if you've ever been in this place where you feel like you're kind of losing the battle in your mind and you're kind of, lo- and it, then that kind of snowballs into losing control of the things around you. Maybe you can't keep the house together or things are, get a little more tense in marriage or The kids start driving you a little more crazy or they start um, picking up bad habits or things like that. And so I kind of saw this happening in my own life, just kind of hitting a slump of discouragement. And I was just really aware of what I was seeing around me and hearing around me. And you know what, mom? It was not serving me well. It was not helping my family. It was not helping me. It was not helping my faith. And therefore, it was not really in line with what God has for me, because his word says that he has good plans for us and that he loves us and he loves to lavish his love on his children. And despite what's happening in the economy and the world around us, we know that we serve an unshakable, unchanging, undefeatable God. And that's what I want to put my life and my identity around and he's given us that through the blood of Jesus. So I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share a couple of scriptures that I've been thinking about with you. And these are kind of they seem a little bit random and they're way in the beginning of the Old Testament. But I want to share them with you. There's it's kind of a big chunk of scripture. Um and then tell you how that has impacted my life and then get really, really, really practical with you about how we can really change the trajectory of our lives when we hit that slump or when we feel like we're losing traction or losing ground. Cause that's really how I have been feeling for a couple of weeks now. So, um, in the very beginning of the Bible, um, in Genesis, you may have heard about a man named Abram and his wife, Sarai, and they were later to be renamed Abraham and Sarah. And God chose them to be, um, the leaders, kind of the beginning seed of his people that he would, um, make a way for and give a great, great promise to. So I want to read to you from Genesis 13 verses 14 through 17. And this is God speaking to Abram and Abram was from kind of his short background is that he was from an idol worshiping country. And God said, Abram, pack up, let's go. I want, I want you to leave this place and go to a place that I will show you. And he didn't give him any directions. He didn't give him a roadmap. He didn't give him a timeline. He just said, let's go with me. I'm going to show you where to go. Come on. And Abram did it. He said, okay, God, let's go. And it was, and, and God had told him that he was going to make a great nation out of Abram. Um, but Abram was old. He was a hundred years old. Um, or getting coming up to a 100 years old and he and his wife had no children. And so all of it seemed like I can't imagine what it seemed like cuz it sounds like ridiculous nonsense and and we've been some of us I grew up in church and some of us have grown up in church and hold, heard Bible stories and it's easy to almost become numb to the realities of this these were real people and this stuff really happened and and what was it like because they these people didn't have the Bible. These people didn't know they are the Bible. They didn't know um, what was happening. This was the very beginning of learning to walk with God and God establishing his people. He hadn't established his people yet. So this is like ground level. We are going back to the basics here, mom. Okay. Genesis 13 verses 14 through 17 says, the Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land for I'm giving it to you. And first of all, it's amazing because he's telling Abram, who is old and his wife is barren and has no children, saying, if you can count the dust on the earth, then you can count how great your offspring will be. And then he tells him to go and walk the full length and breadth of the land for he's giving it to him. And Abram at this point is packed up, living in tents in a foreign land and living a very nomadic lifestyle with nothing to call his own. So then we go through a long journey and Abram ends up uh, they they live in Egypt for a while, and then they're in great slavery in Egypt, and God uses Moses to set his people free from Egypt, And that, but that setting free is a 40-year process. You may have read the story in the book of Exodus about God's people wandering in the wilderness and living on manna, and a 40-year experience where a whole generation passed away in the wilderness um, on this journey to the promised land that God had promised his people. Now God's promise, this promised land was that promise that I just read you from Genesis. It was the promise God gave to Abram hundreds of years before. Now he's finally bringing God's people to the promised land. So God, Moses gets to glimpse onto the promised land and then he dies and now um, Joshua is next in line and Joshua is leading the people onto the promised land. And to get onto the promised land, um, there are still... There are people living in the promised land that are not God's people and they have to, um, God's people have to engage in battle after battle after battle to clear the land and to, to claim the ground that God has given them. So it's not, um, this freebie stuff that has been fenced off for a thousand years waiting for God's people to get there. This is inhabited land that God says that God, they have to do some work to get this land. Um, and and it is, and they've wandered for 40 years. So these people are tired and maybe a little bit disillusioned and feeling a little bit discouraged that this promised land they've been going for, there's still work to do when they get there. So finally, um, God's people are gaining traction. They're claiming land. Little by little, they're gaining, gaining more land. And there are, God's people are divided into tribes And there. It's a big, big people group by this time. And so, so now they're dividing up bits of the land into tribal regions, bits of this promised land. So in Joshua 17, this is kind of a big chunk with some crazy words in it, but Joshua 17 verse 14 through 18 is, um, one of the, one of the tribes talking to Joshua, their leader. And they are getting kind of upset, that they don't feel like they have enough land of this promised land because they're a really big group. And it goes like this. The people of Joseph said to Joshua, why have you given us only one allotment and one portion for an inheritance? We are a numerous people and the Lord has blessed us abundantly. Well, if you are so numerous, Joshua answered, and if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you, go up into the forest and clear the land for yourselves. there in the land of the Perizzites and Rephites. The people of Joseph replied, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who live in the plain have chariots fitted with iron, both those in Shan and in its settlements and those in the valley of Jezreel. But Joshua said to the tribes of Joseph, to Ephraim, and Manasseh, You are numerous and very powerful. You will not only have one allotment, but the forested hill country as well. Clear it, and its farthest limits will be yours. Though the Canaanites have chariots fitted with iron, and though they are strong, you can drive them out. And there was a lot of geography and and funny terms in there, but essentially, some of God's people are talking to their leader and they're saying, Hey, Joshua, God's really blessed us. We have a lot of people, we have a lot going for us. You didn't give us enough space. And Joshua said, Well, if you are blessed and if you are so powerful, there is pl- plenty of space for you. You just have to go clear the land. You have to clear people out of the land. You have to take down the forest and make a space for you to live. Um, they said, no, no, no. the hill country is not enough for us. And now there's these guys living in in there that are really strong and powerful. Like we need some different land. And Joshua says, clear it. And its farthest limits will be yours. You are strong. You can drive them out. And you remember hundreds of years before the Canaanites, there weren't all these strong people living in the land, but God had told Abram, walk the land, the length and breadth of it, walk the whole land. And that's yours. And now Joshua is telling his people, use the whole land. It is already yours. You already have what you need. And yes, there's work to do. And and the people um, who are talking to Joshua are kind of kind of doing what I've been doing with God lately, but, but we have this going against us, but they're doing this in the school system now, but the finances are like this, but, but, but God, can't you see all of my obstacles, but I'm too busy to go to the gym or, but, you know, I have all of these, these discouraging reasons why things aren't working and why promises aren't being fulfilled and why, why we're not thriving. And Joshua says, I think God says to us, you have everything you need. I have given you a promise and I'm not changing my promise. I am steady and sure, and I've made you strong enough. You can drive them out. And so, um, You know, one of the commentaries I read about this verse said that the people wanted easy land given to them instead of taking God's promises and going out and taking what God has given them. And this principle applies just as strongly for us today. If we desire more of something, the first thing to do is be as faithful as we can where we are. And this is a principle that I'm calling claim the ground, claim your ground, mama, claim that ground. You have some ground to claim. If you are stuck or when you get stuck in a place where it's much easier to talk about the reasons why things aren't working or why you're not thriving or why your marriage is struggling or whatever um, it is in your experience where your shoes are right now, i want to just invite you with me um, to say, is there is there one little thing that I can do? Is there one change that I can make? Um, so I've been practicing this in my own life because I've really felt this calling from God is just claim my ground. Don't live in a place of defeat and discouragement because when we feel like we don't have options, mom, um, that is hopelessness and that's a lie. That's not from God. And so I started to feel that. So I decided, okay, I need to claim my ground. So one of the things that I did was get a set of adjustable dumbbells. So these, it's like one set of dumbbells. So it's two dumbbells, but there's this little rack. It sits on a little rack and you can change the weights. I bought them used off of Facebook marketplace And, um, and you can change it. So it goes all the way up. It can be a a five pound dumbbell or it can be a 45 pound dumbbell. So I can do a full workout on it. Um, cause one of the things I love weightlifting. And since I had my youngest baby a year ago, it has felt virtually impossible to get to the gym. So I let go of my gym membership and I got these weights and I just work out for 30 minutes in the morning before the kids wake up. And I feel, so one thing about climbing your ground is it has a snowball effect. Once you can see, oh, I can do this. I can co-labor with God. God has said these things. I can do these things. And dumbbells and working out is a very practical, very simple, not super spiritual thing, but it it really has a spiritual, supernatural impact when you break off a little bit of discouragement or reasons why you can't do something. So I, in, in the morning after I work out, I tell my husband, like, I feel like I can do anything. I feel so empowered. I feel so great. Cause I'm just claiming a little bit of ground and this can work. And this can change our lives in a lot of different areas. So if, if you feel like, if you pray and you feel like the space you want to claim your ground is, is in your spiritual life, you can switch to a Christian radio station when you're in the car or have I have a the YouVersion Bible app has a little a widget on my phone where the the verse of the day is always showing on my home screen. So if I can't even read my Bible at all in a day, I make it a point to at least read that one verse and it's surprising how impactful the living it shouldn't be surprising, but it is to me how impactful the living word of God is even if you just have time to read one verse. Or you can uh, make a concerted effort to maybe listen to the Help Club for Moms podcast while you get ready in the mornings, um, or, or whatever it is. But you can pray and ask God for one, one step, one footprint that you could take in claiming your ground in your spiritual life. And I was trying to think of some other practical ideas. Uh, if we think about our marriage, maybe it is praying for your husband. It, If you're not, a, it's great to pray with your husband, but if you're not in a space, you and your husband aren't in a space where you can pray together yet, or you're comfortable with it, you can pray for him every night when you get into bed, or you can, there was one year where I felt really challenged to draw closer to my husband, um, in as a discipline, which sounds a little bit silly, but for his birthday, I gave him, um, a little box that had 365 little cards in it, business card size. And I made this commitment to him and to me that every night, um, when I was kind of, I wiped down the kitchen counters and I, cause he, that matters to him a lot. Um, and right by the coffee pot, I would write him a little encouraging note, just a few words, just enough to put on a business card. And I would set it there by his coffee cup. And so he woke up with a word of encouragement and love for me for, for a year. And he still has all of those cards, but it could be a text message. It could be just an extra tight hug or whatever it is. But there's a lot of ways to claim ground in your marriage. Um, with your, you can claim ground in your parenting by maybe sending, setting a timer to spend five or 10 special play minutes with your kids or to, um, make them their favorite snack or, or to pray for your child, um, when they, when you take them to school or what, whatever it is, I think that, um, we have such unique settings and such unique life that, um, if you pray and ask God, he can be really creative in showing you a way where you can claim the ground. Um, whether it's in your health and it's doing something like, um, I use, I very, the beginning of my health Journey, which was many years ago, I started. Um, just while I set the kettle to boil, um, in the mornings to make my coffee. Just during the time the water was boiling, I would do a few push-ups and a few squats and a few jumping jacks, and that was it. That was my whole, <laughs> my whole health journey. But because I felt like I got that traction and claimed that ground, it led me to say, well, oh, you know what? I want to start parking in the back of a parking lot so that I have to walk a little further and take the stairs when I go places. And then that led me to be like, oh, you know what? I want to start tracking my calories and seeing how healthy, how I'm really living. And and it started a whole snowball effect um, as claiming the ground does. When you start reading one verse of your Bible a day, you may say, hey, I want to know what the story behind that is. I want to go read that whole chapter or if you start um, sending your husband one text message a day, you may feel a little more inclined to snuggle up to him in bed at night. Um, So as you claim your ground, God shows you where there's more. It can be in things like your house, like wiping down the kitchen counter or wiping out the sink at night before you go to bed, or starting a load of laundry before you go to bed, or playing worship music, or doing the five o'clock cleanup and Making doing a quick five or 10 minute run around the house to pick things up before your husband gets home from work, whatever it is. Um, I really believe that it's a word for me. Um, and, and for you today, mom, that there is ground in your life to claim any place where there is fear, um, that is not from God. And there is something that you can take. Um, you know, the, joseph the tribe of joseph manasseh and ephraim in this text that i just read they were afraid of the canaanites and their armor and their chariots with iron in them but they're sitting here saying but we are god's people they're cashing in hundreds and hundreds of years of promises of god and they're saying that the lord has abundantly blessed them so if we look at what we have instead of what we don't have Maybe we can find the courage together to claim the ground. So mom, I want to invite you to just take one step today um, or just, and we're going to pray together now, but to pray and ask God, what does your step look like? What ground can you take today. Maybe it's a way to cancel out fear. Maybe it's a way to build your confidence in yourself. Maybe it's a way to honor your husband. Maybe it's a way to care for your home. Maybe it's a way to turn your heart toward God, whatever it is. um, If you do it for the Lord, he will bless it. He has so many good things for you, mom. So let's pray together. Um, Father God, you are so faithful and it's so amazing to me how your promises stay. You remain, God, and a lot has changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God, and I praise you that because of the blood of Jesus, we become your people, and those promises are for us, and we can access all of you through your Holy Spirit in us, God, and I pray for the mom who's listening today. I pray that you would show all of us one step that we can take in toward our promise, one thing that we can do to honor you and claim the ground, Father. Um, I pray that you would show the mom that who's listening your great love and care for her and how you have good things for her no matter her season. God, I pray for the mom who is in a hard season of life, who, um, who does feel swallowed up in hopelessness or is in maybe her most challenging place, God. And I pray that you would meet her there. Um, because you are also, as much as you call us to co-labor and to claim ground with you, you're also a God who meets us right where we are and ministers to us and cares for us when we can't take a step. So Lord, I bless that mom who cannot take a step in your name today, Jesus. And I ask for the other moms who maybe can take a step for you, that you would give her, um, you would embolden her and empower her, that you would give her confidence and courage and creativity and wisdom from heaven to know one little step she can take. So uh, I bless her, Jesus, in your name, and we, we just love you, God. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Hey, Mom, have you heard about our new Mothering Kit subscription? We just launched it, and we are so excited. We've been looking at all these moms who have been joining us, joining the subscription, and just seeing what it's all about. We've been working on this for so long and we've been so excited to put it into your hands. Over in our mothering kit, we have monthly help for your heart as a mom so that you can fill up, so that you can pour out. We have a whole mentoring platform over there so that we can help you to become the mom that you feel that you're called to be. We also have help for your home so that you can build a Christ-centered home with Christ-centered traditions for your family. We have help for your marriage, encouragement for you, monthly encouragement with reflection questions, and so much more. We have help for your kids. We want to help you in discipling your kids to know Jesus and to love Him more and to walk with Him all of their days. And we also have a whole worship set for you each month our entire subscription is themed and it's really beautiful because you're learning one theme throughout each month and it's going to thread through each part of our subscription we also have one last thing we really want to tell you about is something in culture that we're tackling something that's relevant to you and your mothering that you're facing and it's coming at you. And we talk through some of these cultural hot topics that we have to encounter as moms and know what to do and know how to guide our children. So we've added that in there too. And there's more, but if you wanted to just go to myhelpclubformoms.com, you can see what it's all about and sign up for your free 14 day trial. And we hope to see you there. Have a great day.